Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Cinema Shot. I am your infamous leader, Ben, and joining me is my lieutenant in Hydra, Tyler. I was going to say that uh, the, the reports were going to say that it was going to hail. <laughs> Hydra hell, is hell, going hell, to be today. God, apparently. this was never have I <laughs> wanted to saw so many people emulate uh, a villainous meme in so many years. So many memes of just people hugging Hell Hydra, just whispering to your loved ones, Hell Hydra. This is so funny. It's so fucking funny. It's amazing. the power of the it's borderline racist, but it's funny. It's hilarious. Listen, everything. It's we're Americans. We take anything that's racist, tragic. Or depraved and somehow turn into a joke, and by God, it's funny because we're a fucked up society. Uh, That's true. But now we're not talking about that. We are talking. We are now at what many consider to be the crown jewel of the Marvel Cinematic Universe to this point. I want to say to this point because there's still pumping out shit. Um, and uh, and but in a lot of people's rankings of Captain America and the Soldier, this is the top after Infinity War, wrapped even above those movies. Um, let's go ahead and, uh, t- uh, break it down before we, uh, actually, no, let's go ahead and talk about this. I, okay, I was, was this one, were you able to see in theater, in theaters, Tyler? I'm curious. Unfortunately, no. Uh, this is one of the, the other only ones aside from Thor The Dark World where I skipped out on and didn't get to see until the big Infinity War marathon I okay, mentioned before. Okay, okay. And... Just like in that, re- just like I said in that review, this movie is one of my biggest regrets not seeing when it was new, and it's a damn shame because, as we'll get into, it's one of the most poignant movies in the franchise. Yeah, I re- I remember being very excited. I, funny enough, I was more excited for Thor: The Dark World than I was for Captain America. Like I like Captain America, and I like him in the Avengers, and and but I remember it was the reveal of the Winter Soldier storyline, which is one of the Marvels best stories of the mid-2000s. I was like, oh, they're doing that one. Awesome. Um, you know, and uh, I, that got me excited because we didn't know what it was. And uh, the closer we got to it, just something in my stomach. I remember going... See, I remember it was a cloudy over, over forecast day. It was like in the 70s. It was perfect. Um, I remember it. To, and this, this was nine years ago. Um, but uh, coming out of it was just like a... Oh, my, my It was like nothing... Nothing had come close to the level of cerebralism and just on your edge. What's gonna happen next? Feeling in the movie, I feel like that's. I feel like that perfectly sums it up. Um, but I was already hyped. I was only mostly going on hype because of the. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw the trailer for this, but it's it shows that it, it it ends with Cap throwing the shield to the Winter Soldier for the first time, and he just catches it. And I went, oh, they got it! They got it! They got the Winter Soldier. Um, so um, that, that's that's why I knew my excitement was through the roof. I think they showed that at Comic Con like 2013. Uh, but let's go ahead and break it down before we break it down. This was directed by Anthony Russo, and Joe Russo, the, the the famous duo who had gone on to direct the the sec the third Captain America film and uh, both final uh, recent Avengers movies. Uh, based, of course, based on Captain America by Simon, uh, Joe Simon and Jack Curry, produced by Kevin Feige. This was released, uh, had a U.S. release date of April 4th, 2014. I remember that weekend fondly. Uh, and it had a runtime of 136 minutes with a bo- uh, budget of $107 million and a box office of $714 million. Pretty, pretty impressive. Um, not a lot considering, like, it's the, um, it's the crown jewel, but... In regards, it's pr- it's pretty amazing, right? Um, 
So our cast, uh, Chris Evans is back as Steve Rogers, Captain America. Scarlett Johansson joins this movie as Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow. Sebastian Stan is uh, not in this movie because he's dead. Why would he be in here? Why Why is this wiki wrong? Anyways, um, an unknown actor plays the Winter Soldier. Anthony Mackie is, joins us as Sam Wilson and will become the Falcon. Colby Smothers joins us back as Maria Hill. Newcomer Frank Grillo is here as a, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Brock Rumlow. Emily Van Cap is a nurse for some reason. Uh, Haley Atwell is back as Peggy Carter in, unfortunately, a very, possibly the most depressing scene in the MCU to date. Um, Toby Jones is... how? Why is he back? He's dead. Uh... <laughs> and uh, of course, our one, our the the I remember the uh, the news headlines for this one. Sir, uh, not he's not British. Robert Redford, American cl- American uh, classic actor. Robert Redford is Alexander Pierce, and of course, Samuel Jackson is back as Nick Fury. And special guest uh, cameo from George Saint Pierre, MMA uh, d- decorative MMA fighter, is plays Batroc Zelipea, a uh, minor Marvel villain who I have an affinity for. Um, just because of like saying Backtrack de Lipea in the horrible French accent. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, Tyler, does this movie, I mean, I think the, yeah, we already know the fucking answer to this. This movie still kicks ass. Even though we know the reveals, we know everything, this movie still rocks. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like uh, action, um, I'd say. Th- and in terms of, like, uh, drama and the stakes presented, I think out of all the three movies in Phase 2 so far, this one does all that the best. Like, it's definitely up there in uh, one of the better movies of the MCU thus far, and it almost edges out Avengers in that regard. I would say so. It's it's very much a, like, political drama. Like, a th- like it's a thriller movie where the whole purpose is to keep you on your toes. You never really know what's going on until you have that moment halfway when uh, Steve and Natasha meet that one character. Um, I know I, I know people listen to this, but maybe you haven't, but I, I like pretending people don't know. Okay, shut up. Um, it, I, I'm trying to remember, like, how it felt because it really... I, I was. I remember being on the edge of my seat, like, what is going on? Because you felt, like, I personally felt as confused as the main characters. I'm like, wait, why are they attacking? What's going on? Like, you felt so confused, but it's all perfectly motivated. Such a great film. A lot of good character moments, too. Which Steve gets a lot of human moments with Natasha, with Peggy, with Sam, and even, of course, um, Alexander um, Pierce. Uh, so, like, the action is really good. There's some... Cr- this is almost like the perfect movie because the acting is great and the action set pieces are fucking phenomenal. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely up there. Uh, so let's go ahead and break down the story. Uh, so we are... I don't know how far into this... Uh, oh, this is two years. We are, uh, yeah, so two kinetic, years. To connect... Because they, they, they were, in, were technically in normal timeline until, end, until Infinity War happens in Endgame. That's when we jump the timeline. Um, so yeah, this is two years, this is about a New York, and Nick and, uh, Steve Rogers has been a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent this entire time, uh, I guess also running along missions for the Avengers, um, and currently they are leading a strike team, uh, against, on a ship called the Lumerian Star, where they've been taken over by, a vessel by Batroc de Lipa, uh, and... Unfortunately, and it leads to a great, and we get our first demonstration that the, that the, um, that the Russo brothers just fucking... Just like, hey, Cap's a super soldier, and just has him display a cartoonish amount of strength. Like, 
Border, like how he just throws people and just hits people. It was like a fucking truck. Um, and so uh, during this, to try to stop Batroc, they crash into a room where Natasha is there. And Natasha is, is taking information from the ship. Steve gets pissed at her. And he's like, you can't do that. You, you jeopardize the mission. All this other stuff. And meanwhile, Genre she's... widow. Exactly. exactly. Uh, you know, Cap being very much the dad character. And so he has a meeting. They get back. He has a meeting with... Oh, yeah, Jasper Sitwell's there for some fucking reason. And they come back, and he has a talk with Fury. And Fury's, like, kind of tells him the sort of thing. Like, it's not 1945 anymore. Things are different now. And, you know, and he basically introduces him to the idea. Like, what if we could stop every single threat beforehand? And anytime anybody says that shit, and we're going to find out when we get to Avengers 2, why that's always a bad idea. Um, it's always bad. Captain America no. is not a fan of red flags. He's no. only a fan of the American flag. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and so he introduces himself to Project Insight, which will basically be these three, I guess, uh, a, not AI, I guess, algorithm. let's just say algorithmic-based... Um, it's an Helicar- anti-life equation, let's be real. Yes, it's an anti-life equation in helicarrier form to wipe out any potential threats that could potentially take harm them and of course cap is like bro you're basically holding a gun to people's heads if they even step on a line and he's not freedom it's fear exactly which by the way i remember people shitting on uh chris evans for like delivering that line wrong it's a he delivered it fine shut up nerds um even in the movie and so um uh it's kind of okay so now we have the bigger picture right that like steve's in this world the whole juxtaposition of this movie is that Steve is... It's the man at a time aspect. I'm like, I'm here. I've been here. But fuck, I hate... I kind of hate this. But I also like it because, you know, as he says, they don't boil water. They don't boil um, boil everything every, anymore. Um, and the also, internet's, the internet's pretty nice. It is not... It, the internet is nice. Just don't, just don't go to X or Twitter at the time. Um, they even say nope. tweet in the movie. Um and um, Captain America doesn't know how to tweet. So um, this leads to um, uh, Nick Fury going over some of the files that he had. And he notices that he's locked out of his um, his clearance. I'm like, okay. And this is where we're introduced to Alexander Pierce, played by the wonderful Robert Redford, classically well, actor from the 70s. Um, possibly the best actor to step on the MCU to date, in just in terms of sheer acting ability. And he's talking about the World Security Council. That we saw in the Avengers, so that was a nice little, nice little like see them again, the continuity aspect of it all. Um, and Nick Fury, ta- so we get a, like a good heart to heart scene of like, how, and it basically establishes their long term friendship. And then Nick Fury goes home. He's trying to go home, and all of a sudden, shit goes crazy where uh, he gets hit by a car out of nowhere, and um, he gets attacked by the police. He gets attacked by the police. And the immediate red flag is that the robot AI that's in his car tells him there are no Metro Police scanners in this area. So these are people in disguise. Like, what is their motive? You're, you, you're, you're in the same boat as Fury, where you don't know what the fuck is going on. Fury has a fucking Gatling gun in his gun in his car. I want to mind you because I mean he's the director of Shield, so of course he would. Um, he barely escapes until we meet the jump scare of the movie, Mister Terminator himself, the Winter Soldier. Um, and and Nick Fury barely escapes by cutting a hole into uh, the sewer line and escapes that way. 
So Nick Fury barely evaded the Winter Soldier. And I want to comment on the Winter Soldier scene. Nothing makes me freaked out more in the MCU than that. It's this... Tyler, how would you describe it? I'm just curious how you would describe it. Um, it's basically a less cartoony version of uh, Deckard Shaw from uh, Fast and the Furious 7 whenever he appears. He just comes That's out of nowhere! Describe it. Yeah, and it's just like this tense, it's, it's like, it's almost, it's, again, they call him a ghost, and it feels very much like a ghost. And he's so, it's so, it's very Terminator-esque, too. Um, he, Nick Fury gets away, uh, Cap's coming home on his motorcycle, and he meets this, he talks to, he talks to his, one of his, um, neighbors, uh, he's trying to flirt with her, and it, it, did it work? Hey, listen, when you're 95 years old, I guess you have Riz, um, but also he's Captain America, and... Uh, Steve finds Nick in his in uh, his apartment, and Nick is basically talking to him in code, talking about his wife, trying not to give anything away, and telling him that Shield has been compromised, which is something you never want to hear out of a spy organization. That's what I knew. Oh shit's fucked. Shit's fucked. Um, and and as Nick was trying to tell him more, he gets two slugs to the chest. He's on the ground. Cap goes chasing after, and it looks like it's the Winter Soldier, and unfortunately the Winter Soldier just palms the shield like it's nothing. Um, they take Nick to the hospital, and Nick is pronounced dead. Nick Fury is dead. Um, which I... Did you believe it when you... Okay, you didn't because you saw the rest of the movie. Okay, when you saw it, did you believe it? Um, I honestly didn't believe it because, um, spoiler warning, I saw Avengers Age of Ultron, uh, way before this. Oh, okay. So, so it's like, there's oh, no way. Okay. At the, me, personally, because, like, I didn't, because I think he is an Age of Ultron, but they didn't announce it, so I was like, oh, shit, he's dead. They killed him. Oh, my God, because, like, anything goes, right? Um, so, Cap gets called to the Triskelion, which is, uh, reference, that's the building from the Ultimate Universe, very cool, and they, like... It's much more extravagant in the comics, but it looks like a DC office building, how you think it would look. And um, he has a meeting with Alexander Pierce, and he's, Pierce is basically trying to get him to tell him what um, what he knew about the death of, of Nick Fury. And all Cap tells him is not to trust anyone, and Cap leaves. And then, then we get the the cool, like the, the, the moment that almost everybody remembers in this movie is the elevator fight sequence, which is so yeah. good. That's basically me whenever I tell pro fighting game players that Marvel 3 sucks. <laughs> Damn, yeah, that you ain't kidding, homeboy. Oof, you, you put that on Twitter. You'll, if you were subscribed to X Blue and you tweeted that, you would probably get like $30,000 just based on that engagement alone. Oh, um, my God. You probably would because people love Marvel. Um, and what I love about that scene is Cap is like observing everybody. So, like. He sees the guy with the hand, the gun on his hand. He sees the one dude, one of the suits guy, just sweating profusely. He's like, something's up. And I love that. This and elevator is over its occupancy weight. Exactly. And then he goes, alright. And then the greatest fucking gunslinger line of all time in this series. Alright, uh, before we get started, does anybody want to get off? Like, God Damn, that's so cool. By the way, Cap is so strong that he can fucking fight magnetic force by sheer will. I want to point that out. Because those those are cannot be weak magnets. That man just said no and did not get and did not get attached. Cap can oh. 1v1 Magneto confirmed. Confirmed, exactly. Sheer American willpower, baby. 
Cap breaks out. He is now considered a fugitive of S.H.I.E.L.D. And boy, and of course, like this is one of the more iconic things they love to do to Captain America in the comic books. They love to turn him against either the U.S. government or S.H.I.E.L.D. or something. Um, so he's on the run, and it basically becomes a heist where Natasha and Steve are trying to find the pinpoint of this drive that Natasha had from the Luminarian. They find it at the old SSR base from Captain America 1, although now it's degraded and down. And in that bunker, they find this all this room seemingly hidden away. And Tyler, what character from Captain America 1 was lurking inside that room? So, do you guys remember uh, Professor Zola, uh, one of the Hydra scientists that helped uh, experiment on the Power Stone? Um, turns out he put his mind in the computer. Yeah, that's just the thing that happened. And actually, that's a callback to Arnim Zola, because in the comics, he's actually a robot with that sort of, like, fate, that head structure. So, it's, it's a nice little, like, hey, look, look, like, wink at that. But Arnim Zola, he died, he had a, he had a terminal disease in the 70s. He goes to them, and he pretty much says that, well, my I couldn't save my body, but I could save my mind, in the fucking mad scientist way he says. Also, apparently, he's Swiss, not German. Um, and then, the biggest plot twist of this entire ordeal. And then here, here's, and yeah, here's the big plot twist, is that Hydra didn't die when you stopped them in 1945. This, and, and very much in reality, where we America brought over German scientists to help fight the Russians in the space race, S.H.I.E.L.D. brought over Nazi, uh, uh, not Nazi, um, uh, uh, Hydra scientists to work with them and basically put a little flower bed of Hydra to grow, to grow or uh, to quote Arnim Zola, a parasite to grow inside Hydra. Um, and so basically S.H.I.E.L.D.'s been at war with itself. Hydra and S.H.I.E.L.D., S.H.I.E.L.D. and Hydra, they are one of the same coin. Hail Hydra. We have become one. How, what did, did your, now, okay, you couldn't have known that twist, because I don't think the alt, Age of Ultron goes into that aspect of it all. Yeah, Age of Ultron uh, kind of um, glosses over that little factoid, um, so when I went into that movie for the first time, I was kind of confused as to, wait, Hydra's back? When the hell did that happen? So, seeing the context of, see, uh, in this movie uh, was like, Oh, yeah, now that makes sense. Yeah, because you could always treat that as like a rogue splinter cell or something that they came back. Here it's like, oh, shit! Like, the fact that Hydra is basically alive within S.H.I.E.L.D. And we f- and then they, they like, thankfully survive a, a fucking uh, missile that gets shot at them. And then we get the second... They get two, like, big-ass twists within, like, ten minutes of each other. Where, um... It's like, and it's so fucked up. Uh, Alexander Pierce is at his home. His but his his uh, maid is leaving for the day, and then the Winter Soldier is just in his kitchen. He's just there, and and he's like, uh, and then it's like he's and you think he's trying to like get the the, the maid away because at this point you believe he's a good guy because there's nothing there's nothing in his voice that says he's a villain, right? And then he tells them, did you do the mission? And it's like, oh shit, he's he's the one doing it. He's the one running everything. He's the puppet master. How did, did you, were you surprised by that or did you kind of have a feeling? I kind of had a feeling. Um, I kind of had my suspicions when he was talking with uh, Steve about uh, the circumstances between Nick Fury's death. Mm. And 
Something about that conversation kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and the scene where he's talking with the Winter Soldier solidified that. Yeah, yeah. I would say yeah, definitely like your red flag warning goes up, but it's like, mm, maybe not. Maybe he's just trying to find out what happened to his friend. But yeah, And then he shoots his maid in cold blood, just like, he should have knocked, blam, blam. Like, god damn, man, she just wanted to go home. Um, that's, that's another MCU character's origin villain, right, origin story right there. Um, and so, now we know that Alexander, uh, Pierce is the shield, he's basically the head of Hydra in this movie, and he's trying to spearhead it, and this is basically, and we get a scene later on where he's basically tricked the World Security Council to reignite Project Insight. When he was trying to advocate against stopping it because of Fury's death. And you can kind of see that little smirk. And I'm like, yes, bitch, you played right into my fucking trap. Um, and uh, and <laughs> it was just, ah, oh, you mother, you know, you idiots. Um, and then we get possibly the best fight scene, which is one of the better fight scenes in this movie, which is off the freeway, especially between Cap and Winter Soldier. Now I have to ask you, Tyler. Did you know who the Winter Soldier was prior going to this movie? Um, see, when I first saw this movie, it was 2018, and I had already seen uh, Civil War at this point, so I already knew who the Winter Soldier was. Okay. See, what was fun about that is I had read the books, right, the Winter Soldier, like, years ago, um, and I remember telling people, hey, if you don't want the movie spoiled, you might not want to read the books. I'm just telling y'all. And there, are, and, and and a lot of people I don't think did because it basically in in the fight, Cap knocks off, takes off the mask of the Winter Soldier, and it's Bucky. And I remember this lady in my audience went, <gasps> she literally gasped because she could not believe it was the Winter Soldier, or it was it was his, especially when he said Bucky. Then more people gasped because they made that connection that that was his friend from the first movie, right? Yeah, right. So it's it was just like, and then he goes, "Who the hell is Bucky?" Um, I, I love that, that fucking twist. Yeah, it's a pretty good, uh, fixing of, uh, one of the missteps of, uh, the first Avenger, in all yeah. honesty. Yeah, unfortunately, because, just because of how popular that book was, it's like, I know who the Winter Soldier is, but that's not the mystery. Which is great, because, like, you circumvent that, with like, oh, I already know who that is, but you don't see the Hydra reveal coming, which is even greater. Uh, this ultimately leads to us eventually finding our way to that, hey... Nick Fury's actually alive. He faked his own death with the medicine developed by Bruce Banner, um, and uh, this slowed his heartbeat down to a minute. And they have, and they're, they're now their goal is that Project Insight is going live. And they have to get these three. They have to replace three like targeting chips on Car each. Keys. Basically, yeah, um, shift them to turbo, and um, and and replace them all. And cat, it's only up to Cap. Black Widow, uh, Captain America, Black Widow, and the and the newly joined Falcon, who's been with them this entire time, um, and um, or not entire time, he joins like midway towards the end of it all, and uh, we get a huge climactic battle in Washington D.C. on helicarriers in the Triskelion. The uh, Black Widow fooling everybody by posing as Security Council, and uh, and ultimately a clash between friends uh, on the on the, on the helicarriers. Um, ultimately. Um, uh, oh, actually, we find out, but even before all that, that um, how are they going to do it? And um, Artem Zola developed a, a algorithm to where he targets. I'm trying to remember what exactly he said. He said Stephen Strange, Tony Stark, 
Maybe not Tony, Tony Stark, Stephen Strange, Strange. Uh, uh, Stephen uh, Strange uh, and, an undergrad, uh, a, a kid in uh, Iowa City, Iowa, an undergrad. I was trying to and Bruce Banner, Bruce Bruce Banner, and there was like a couple unnamed character, under unnamed people too. Uh, which, by the way, this is Doctor Strange's first mentioning, and he doesn't get a movie for two fucking years, um, which is odd. Anyways, um, that's I guess he's not so much high profile of a, of a surgeon he is. Um, so yeah, and, and pretty, and, and that's why they have to replace the chips, which then leads us to our finale, um, where unfortunately Nick Fury has to sh- has to shoot his friend, but also Black Widow releases all of Shield's files. Um, Onto the interweb, so everybody knows that Shield is Hydra, and it's already trending. And it's already trending. Hey, bat, yeah, and that's saying a lot in 2014. Um, so, um, the helicarrier crashes with Steve and uh, Bucky after Steve's trying to save him, um, but we don't know what happened to, uh, to 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 Bucky. We have no idea. He just disappeared. I think he helps Steve out of the water, but that's about yeah, it. Yeah, he helps Steve out of the water and then leaves. Yeah, he just leaves. He walks them. I am a man. I walk alone. Um, Saves and then, his best friend. Says nothing. Leaves. Ex- exactly. What a what Chad. What a Chad. What a Chad. Um, and then uh, we get like sort of this great outro where um, uh, 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 Steve is listening to um, uh, like uh. It, uh Falcon Marvin has Gaye. Marvin Gaye playing, and he's playing it to him, and we get sort of like a overview of of it all. We see that that Rumlow is alive, um, and that the um, the uh, senator from Iron Man two gets arrested. For yeah, being a Hydra agent. Yeah, get take that Gary Shandling, take that motherfucker. That, <laughs> that was the greatest because everybody remembered how much of an asshole he was. Like it all makes sense. It was such a great um, ret- that was such a great retcon. Uh, that um, that also Nick Fury is still considered dead. Uh, he's basically on his way to Europe to Eastern Europe to take down more Hydra cells. Um, and uh, and um, uh, Steve and Natasha and- is starting a new life as well after yeah. you know telling off the U.S. government. Pretty much, yeah. And then we have uh, and and basically the movie ends with uh, Falcon basically saying we're gonna go track down the Winter Soldier. Um, and we have two credits, two post credits. One of them is a mid credit scene, and it was with the actor Baron von Stucker, uh, the the character Wolfgang von Stucker. Who is that? The guy from uh, whose line is it? Anyways, um, <laughs> it's not right. No, it's not. Colin Mockery? I don't think so. No, the the, the the taller guy, the the not not Colin, but the other tall. It always reminded me of him based on how he looked. In this outfit, at least. He kind of does look like Colin a bit. Yeah, I was like, is that... Wow, look at the Who's Line guy, isn't it? I feel sorry for the actual actor. Um, and and, he, and it's basically the Hydra Cell. Funny enough, we actually see these guys in Age of Ultron in the beginning of the movie. Um, and he's like, the Doctor, this is not the world of spies anymore. It's not even the world of heroes. It is the Age of Miracles. And he talks about the twins. And we get our first look at both... Wanda and Pietro Maximoff. Mutants. Uh, mu- not, uh, in this continuity. not in this continuity. Uh, unless Wanda decides to re- rewrite reality one day. Um, but basically, our fr- which is funny, this came out like the same year as Days of Futures Past. So this is the year you had two Pietros in one year. It was so fucking wild around this time. Around this time. Yeah, right. Um, and that was our post-credit sequence where the last shot is Wanda crushing this block 
with her uh, chaos, her her powers, uh, and also they have Loki scepter, so that's why that's how they're able to get those abilities. Uh, and then our post-credit scene is we're at the Smithsonian Museum and we hear that Winter Soldier theme, um, and and it's Bucky, but he's not dressed up as the Winter Soldier, and he's just looking at his plaque of his memorial plaque. And he's trying, and you can tell he's, it's basically him, like, trying to remember who he was. Yep. Um, Steve left an impression, that's for sure. Exactly. So, alright, Tyler, um, let's go ahead and talk about, um, the action sequences, because I feel like the, the action sequences are some of the best ones in the MCU, bar for bar. Yeah, for sure. Like, there's a lot of, um really dynamic cutaway shots in this film and a whole bunch of in-your-face fight choreography. And it's a lot of uh, balls-of-the-walls action in this one. Yeah. It, it, yet it also feels hilarious, like, comic booky, where it's, like, over-the-top, like, you know, um, like, how um, the Winter Soldier will, like... You say not- that, but the card scene uh, involving Nick Fury feels more believable to me than anything the Fast and the Furious has uh, brought to No, you're table. right! You, you know what? You're, <laughs> abs- you're absolutely right. Uh, you're not wrong about that. My favorite part, I cannot get over it, is there's a point where they're fighting in the street, right? When they're away from the bridge. And the Winter Soldier does this fucking knife flip shit. It's a blink and you miss it thing. But it's the coolest fucking thing. I, I remember going, holy shit, in the movie. That's how visceral it is to me. Yeah, right. Like, he was strong enough to cut a, a big knife wound through a car door. It's it's something. Yeah. Um. I, I And again, I really liked how intimidating the Winter Soldier was. He just kept coming. He had that walk of the deter- walk of determination on him that he was going to get his man. Um, He's got the death stare down for sure. Yeah, um, I don't know. Do you like him better with or without the mask, the the, the goggles? Um, I think uh, without the goggles, in all honesty, because just seeing the vacant look in his eyes is just chilling. Right. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Sebastian Stan uh, for like that's not easy to do. To look dead in the eyes and be intimidating. That's not easy. Um, eyeliner definitely helps for sure. But um, uh, but great, great fight. Uh, I like that it involved all three heroes. Um, to, you know, um, especially not Natasha basically trying to be the survivor against this fucking monster that's chasing her. But... Um, Who she barely escaped before even Iron Man 2. Ex- ex- uh, which is a passing thing that ex- was in this movie. Exactly. Um... Yeah, by the way, I forgot they, they said that the Winter Soldier killed Howard Stark. Um, I, for, I I thought that was a Civil War thing. Not oh, a, we'll get to that. We'll get to that when we get to Civil War. That's, that's, a whole, that's the reason why they're fighting. Anyways, uh, <laughs> that's the reason why they're not ready for Thanos. Um, but really, uh, but also, um, the I love the opening of this movie when it's um, uh, Steve on the ship. Bro, they, they dude... He hits like a fucking. The Russos tr- get it. Yeah, no, they, they get it. Yeah, they get it. Like his, he's a super soldier. He's super strong. So when he like, there's moments in this movie where Cap is just busting through doors like they're cardboard. Like I love that shit. And like he just decks people like nobody's believe. Yeah, they play up the fact that he is a superhuman, and I definitely appreciate that a lot. Yeah, exactly. Um... But my personal, if we're talking about a like a not favorite, uh, not actually not stunt piece, 
or like action, like a fight, a fight sequence. When he's escaping from the Triskelion after the elevator attack, and that when he's when he jump, okay, this is fa- <laughs> this is almost a Fast and the Furious kind of kind of thing when you when I think about it, where he drives his motorcycle, jumps off of it. I feel like I'm it's, we're, we're doing Fast and Furious again. He jumps <laughs> off of it, throws his shield in between the the the, the fins. And then throws it into the into the uh, the whirly part, grabs the shield, sticks it into the other wing, pulls the plane, lands on his bike the other way. Plane crashes. He lives. What a fuck! Jesus Christ! That See, was... in this instance, I can believe it because his brain works a lot faster than Dom Toretto's ever could. Yes. So, yeah, there's that. When are we going to get revealed that that the, all that the Toretto's were injected with some kind of super soldier serum when they were babies? When are we going to get that scene, please? Probably uh, in the next movie. I, I would guess so. But um, it I love that I love that sequence. But I also love the the, the finale. Um, not like like especially the cutaway between Alexander Pierce, Fury, and Natasha to Sam and Cap or Falcon and Cap fighting for their lives in the helicarrier. It was so fucking amazing. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this entire finale, and it is... It always brings me to the edge of my seat. Yeah, and just seeing Falcon fly like that for the first time was extremely cool, and, like, how he's trying to dodge cannon fire and everything. Um, But I also did, like... It felt very much like Star Wars, where um, uh, uh, Cap is trying to tell Bucky... Remember, I'm your friend, man. I'm your friend. You are my brother. Um, you know, and, and, and Bucky just can't remember because we actually do see him being tortured um, uh, for it. We see him... Um, uh, Getting uh, his like, mind wiped and shit. Yeah, gruesome. Oh, by the way, that was a, there was a cameo in there from the writer of the story arc in the comic book, which I was like, oh, I know who that guy is because I met him at a comic book convention once. Um, but... It's it's a like okay the final take um uh, let's talk about characters real quick because I know we're running a little long Sam Wilson uh, the Falcon I love his addition to the to, to the to the cast yeah he adds a nice little uh, dynamic um, as like basically um, Steve's new right hand I think he fits in pretty well yeah absolutely he he kind of like they have a nice vibe to them like they're both war vets. Um, and like, and Sam just has a good vibe to him, you know, and like, he just wants to do good. He doesn't get, he, I forgot how little he gets to do in this movie wise. Cause he kind of disappears for a good chunk of the movie. He doesn't come back towards like the third act. Um, but I think he makes up for it more with his like getting go personality. And this, this is like how well him and Cap gelled. Um, everything felt so like natural, like him and Bucky. Yeah, for sure. I, I think that's a testament to how well Cap is, how good a Cap is making friends. And I wish I was like that for real. <laughs> yeah, you have the social uh, power of, of Captain America. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I think he's a good addition. I just wish he had more to do. But I, you know what I really enjoyed? I really enjoyed Bucky, or not Bucky, but Steve and Natasha together. Um um, especially when they're tr- they're on the run in the mall, and he's like, uh, "Kiss me." Public displays of affection um, uh, make people. Well, I mean, nerve. you're not wrong. Yeah, and he goes, "Yes, they do," and it's like, "God damn it, Steve, just do it!" Um, 
Like they they have a great chemistry because they go from Zeke goes from being pissed at her to like you know what did you know why did you tell me to once they're on the run together they have this understanding about each other and like what it's like. Also the running joke that Natasha is constantly trying to hook him up with different women, um, which is never not that's always a great tension breaker. Well, I mean, he deserves it. He's the nicest guy in the MCU so far. Yeah, yes, he is. My favorite being when Natasha kicks him off the Sitwell off the building, and he goes, "What about that girl in uh, in accounting?" And he goes, "Lisa with the with the with the lip piercing." And Cap with the most old man response ever. Yeah, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just fucking great. That's um, too much of a commitment for me. That's that's too much, man. I'm I'm 95 years old. Uh, by the way, Widow subtly roasting him that like, is that your first kiss since 1945? Um, basically calling out the fact, you know, like uh, he wasn't very fortunate. He was also for Natasha. You've seen pictures of him. You think women in 1945 were kissing him, or like 1940 something were kissing him? Um, uh, two did actually. Yeah, you're right. But he didn't get a lot of practice. The man was fighting a war. He was fighting. <laughs> he was fighting a war. Um, let's talk about Steve a bit because. This movie really challenges Steve's morals. And I really like that they made Steve old-fashioned, but not in the ignorant way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he has the um, tried-and-true American uh, sensibilities. Like, do the right thing for the right reasons. Uh, But unlike Thor, who pretty much... uh, was kind of uh, weird in his characterization in Dark World. I feel like um, the way Steve is portrayed in this movie felt a lot more natural given the circumstances. I agree. Um, it, it all starts with that the, the mission on the Lumerian Star where he... It's all about the people. It's not about compromise um, and, and, and stuff like that. It's about doing what's right for the people. And they, you know, they could have made him anything, but it didn't sound old-fashioned it, it sounded relieving in a way if that makes sense where like he believes in this ideal version of what people can be and that's what captain america should be in all honesty for sure um you know and i, I like it was very much the man at a time like what happens when you take this guy from 1945 where like yeah things weren't exactly black and white back then but there was a moral standing um, like I guess what happens when you drop a moral man into an unmoral world full of compromise and stuff like that. It was, it was a nice. I wouldn't say character study, but because um, you don't really get that in Avengers, you're kind of just thrusted into the action. You know, here you kind of got to see him try to be a normal person. You know, he's running on the on the Lincoln Memorial, I think that's called, um, in the morning, and he's yeah, trying. he's trying to find his footing in uh, this uh, new era he finds himself in, while also being a shield agent at night and doing secret black ops missions. Who knows? Um, <laughs> and I mean, you gotta if you know what you're good at. Hey, man, if Tony Stark should have taught him anything, it's a good work life balance. Okay, although he probably shouldn't learn that from Tony because I bet Tony has a yeah. Tony's Tony, the last person. Tony has a horrible work life balance. Anyways, um, but yeah, I I really like. Next to Ka- Iron Man, who probably... like I feel like this is the most development an MCU character has had as a sequel. Um, Thor was on the right track, but was weird about it. Um, Iron Man having PTSD and Cap, you know, trying to adjust to his new life, um, you know, I thought was, uh, was, a, was a nice story, a story element to it all. 
Yeah, for sure. What about Nick Fury? Uh, since this is, I think this is the last time he plays like a big role in these movies, right? I think it is. Yeah, in terms of like uh, super big starring status, I think this is the last time Nick Fury does anything super poignant. Yeah, because he we know he's an Age of Ultron. Although, spoiler alert: for two weeks from now, it's really fucking pointless. Um, and uh, we know he's in the he's in. Not in Endgame, but he's at the end of Infinity War, but he doesn't do anything. So this is really much the goodbye of not just S.H.I.E.L.D., but Nick Fury. But it was nice to see that he got, at least up to that point, like to be a badass at least once in these movies, you know? Yeah, for sure. He has a lot of action scenes in this compared to, like, uh, the few he had in the Avengers. Exactly, yeah. And, and you know, um, I, again, I think I think Chris Evans can just act with anybody because I really gelled. Like, I... Like, they, they play well so off each other. Like, there's kind of like that antagonistic, like, like that pessimism meets optimism kind of thing between Nick Fury and Cap. And I, I really thought they played off each other, played it off really, really, really well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the clashing ideologies is something to behold. Exactly. Um, and I guess we should talk about, well, let's talk about Alexander Pierce. Alexander Pierce. Now, obviously, you knew he, like, what did, you, what did you think of his performance? Um, obviously, you, you kind of got the feeling, like, okay, something's not right about this guy. But, like, he was never the cackling, can't, like, campy villain. He was very much serious from start to finish. Yeah, he's a down-to-earth villain compared to a lot of the other MCU villains that we've encountered so far. And I think in terms of that aspect, uh, when we're dealing with, like, an entire conspiracy involving a former Nazi organization taking over um, a universal uh, conglomerate, I feel like it works really well. Like, he comes off as intimidating. Like, not overwhelmingly threatening, but intimidating as, like, a sort of force of nature, I right. guess. He's, if that he, makes sense. He's confident. He's, he's really assuring. Like, when you... When he says... I can make this world better. I can make this world suffer. Yes, it will cost lives, but in the end, like he, he, like very much like how Thanos is going to be when we get to that point. He, the strongest villain, the most engaging villains are the villains you can see who, ah, you might be right, dog. <laughs> you know, he. It's very much that. The like, scariest villains are the ones that mirror real life, and that's the most fucked up part. Yeah, he and he does where he's like. You know what if what if we did you know take out like and he talks to the 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 security council guy and he tells him in like the coldest fucked up way possible it's like what if um, Pakistan marched into your country right now took your daughter's prisoner and we're gonna execute them in their soccer stadium would you pull the switch and he says it like it's not completely like Winter Soldier cold but there's like uh, it's it's almost like office room level of like coldness how casual he says it how calmly he says it like it's nothing yeah it's pretty much just it's only business i'm only doing this for the sake of everything exactly um and i love how he was able to twist around the um the world security council to reigniting project insight he was like i think we should shut it down and he's like no we will turn it on and he just that again, that look he gives—it's subtle, but it's like yes, fall into my tra- into my trap puppets, dance for me puppets. Um, 
But he never dance lo- monkey. Exactly. He never loses his cool. He he gets exasperated once, and that's with his maid. But like honestly, like I used to say that I wish they revealed that he was like the Red Skull, like they took off his mask. But that to now years later, that would have killed that moment for me. Yeah, probably. Because then it just oh he's just another cartoon villain, but because he's just this dude who basically probably got in- infected by Hydra uh, back in the uh, whenever he first started in, like the shield in like the the seventies or eighties, then he 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 feels more plausible in that sense. Yeah, and we do. Um, 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 there probably are circumstances where like. Uh, business execs are probably like corrupt from the inside, and then we just don't know about it. Oh, we know. So yeah, it's, it's it's scary in hindsight. It, it, exactly. Oh, we know. Um, pay your fucking writers yeah, and, and, and and actors, bitches. Um, uh, but yeah, like I I would say, is he the flashiest villain? No, but I think he's right now next to Loki. He's the most he he's the best villain the MCU has next to Loki. Um, and I would sh- say so, yeah. And, like, it's a shame that he gets killed off, but I mean, like, what's his character gonna? Because then, if his character comes back, then he becomes that campiness character that he shouldn't be. So it's fitting that he gets killed in this instance, you know? Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's go ahead. I think anything else you want to say, man? Um, I believe we covered just about everything. Okay. Um, let's go ahead and um, um, <laughs> wrap this up. Uh, Tyler, how many Winter Soldier Metal Arms out of five do you give Captain America the Winter Soldier? I will give this four and a half uh, digit metal fingers out of five. Um, This is a really um, well-paced, well-thought-out action thriller uh, that expands uh, the character of Captain America and introduces some um, new ones as well. Uh, the actions kick ass. The th- uh, the suspense is great. It keeps you on your toes. It's just a really fun movie to watch. Uh, I'm gonna give it five out of five for me. I, I, I think it might be the best MCU movie by a lot by not by a country mile, but definitely maybe like a quarter mile, um, or at least a half turn. Great, and and, and I say that because. Even though, because sometimes a movie where you know the reveals and you watch it again, it doesn't hold up as much. But in very similar to The Dark Knight, yes, I put this movie right next to The Dark Knight in terms of its quality. Even though I know the reveals in those movies, I'm still on the edge of my seat anticipating what's going to happen next because you just get sucked into it. Um, you know, for a, and these guys were TV directors, by the way. They were like on Community, I think, right? That was where they became like known. Probably, um, and and so like to to do that to turn to make this Captain seventies inspired political espionage movie starring a super soldier from nineteen forty five that's amazing. And then on top of that, you got his long lost friend who's been brought back from the dead with a silver robot arm and his assassination and this uh, an assassinate assassinator assassin. That's the right assassin. Word. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant fucking movie and. If there's one besides the Avengers films, because those get excluded, if there's one MCU movie I wish I could relive in the theater without knowing everything, it'd be this one, hands yeah, down. There, there, I agree there, with that wholeheartedly. There is no um, other choice. But next week we get cosmic 
with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Next oh, week, boy. This is the one, baby. I've been waiting for this. We're hooked on the feeling, baby. Next week, we're going to space because we're going to meet the Guardians of the freaking Galaxy. Except we didn't say freaking. Exactly. Tyler, please plug your stuff. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at TireShoesRev2. Check the pinned tweet to take you to my YouTube channel, Home of Tire Shoes Reviews, where I review old-ass fighting games for your pleasure. I just dropped the Tekken 6 review, so go check that out whenever you're able. And you can follow me at Twitter.com slash MarvelousIggy. Catch me live four times a week at Twitch.tv slash Iggy2814. Uh, on uh, and of course, go to chartshot.com for all these episodes and more. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you all next week for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume. Well, it's not called Volume One, but we'll just call it Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, until next time, on your on left. Your left. <laughs> there we go. I was I was right. Bye bye. Don't say it. Don't you say on it. Your left. Come on. <laughs>